Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Most of us are pretty familiar with the account of Martha and Mary in today's Gospel lesson from St. Luke. Jesus had set his face to go to toward Jerusalem. Mary and Martha's house in Bethany just happened to be on the way. No doubt there was a great deal to do when Jesus dropped by on his way to Jerusalem. After all, we know that Jesus traveled with quite an entourage, larger even than those of some egomaniacal NBA stars or some questionably talented recording artists. Martha was busy serving. Mary, on the other hand, was busy learning. Learning from Jesus instead of helping Martha. Martha saw this as laziness on Mary's part, and she asked Jesus to rectify the situation. She expected Jesus to tell Mary to lend her a hand. The surprise in all of this, especially those of worldly thinking who believe that religion is all about what you do for God, is that Jesus praised Mary and scolded Martha. Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Once again, we see Jesus turning everything upside down. You see, rabbis in first century Palestine did not have women disciples. It just wasn't done. Nevertheless, here is Mary learning from the master rabbi, and wonder of wonders, he does not send her away. In fact, he commends her for wanting to learn more about the kingdom of God. We can't really appreciate just how revolutionary this was because we live in a culture that encourages both men and women to get all the education that they can get. This is just one of many events in Scripture that shows us that Jesus is not influenced by the culture of any time or any place. The clear message in Jesus' words is that listening to Jesus is far more important than feeding Jesus. More significantly, listening to Jesus is more important than anything else we might do. Listening to Jesus is the very most important thing that we can do because His words give salvation. As the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write to the Romans, faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. The words of Christ work faith, and it is faith that receives the blessings of salvation. Now, in our fallen and sinful world, it's true that there are some times where the urgent takes precedence over the important. People do get sick on Sunday mornings. Accidents and other catastrophes can come our way on Sundays, too. Not only do these things stop people from listening to Jesus on any given Sunday, but they also sometimes require medical personnel or other emergency responders to be on call on Sundays. The world is what it is, and things sometimes do prevent us from listening to Jesus. But let's be honest. Is an urgent situation the reason that most people miss out on Jesus? 
How many people miss out on Jesus because it's just a lot easier to get a tea time on Sunday morning? How many people miss out because they stayed up or out too late on Saturday night? How many people miss out because they have guests in their home? Perhaps even unbelieving guests. And literally, they are in the kitchen just like Martha was. How many people miss out because Sunday's a good day for swimming or boating or picnicking or whatever? Absence from church is a clear indication that something is more important to do than to meet with Jesus and to receive His gifts. Figuratively speaking, we are staying in the kitchen with Martha or wherever else we might be. And meanwhile, Jesus is teaching in the other room. We can speak with absolute confidence when we say that what happens in the divine service is more important than what happens anywhere else. Church is where Christ proclaims His message. The same message that He gave to the 72 when He sent them out ahead of His face. The kingdom of God has come near to you. The kingdom of God comes near when the Holy Spirit works through the Word of Christ to rescue sinners. And that only happens when the Word is heard. It is in church that we sinners hear the Gospel that God loved us so much that He became fully human like us. In His love for sinners, He lived the perfect life that we cannot. In His love for sinners, He suffered the pain of hell and the wrath of God as He hung on the cross, forsaken by His Father. In His love for sinners, He died. His perfect life and His sacrificial death provides righteousness and forgiveness for all mankind, for you and for me, and for everyone of all times and all places. He guaranteed and He sealed all these things by rising again from the dead and ascending to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father and rule forever. Those who believe in Him for the forgiveness of sins will live with Him forever. Christianity is about Christ. And there is no Christianity apart from Him. He is not, the mo not only the most important thing that has ever happened to the world, but all other things shrink to nothing in comparison to Him. Only Christ remains with you throughout life and even into and beyond death. Only Christ has made a pathway through death and into eternal life. Mary knew this. Mary understood this. Apparently, Martha, at least at this point in time, did not. Now, there was nothing intrinsically wrong with all of Mary's hosting activity. It was simply wrong at that particular time because Jesus was there, teaching in the other room. Now, there are certainly many other wonderful and good things to do in this world. There are many things that God has given for us to do for the love and benefit of our neighbor as well. Nevertheless, even our best works become evil if we use them as an excuse for not listening to Jesus and receiving His gifts. It is dangerous to ignore Jesus and to reject His gifts. We're sort of like batteries. Now, a battery can hold a charge for a certain period of time, but after it's used, it loses its charge and eventually will lose all of its power. In a similar way, our faith can continue for a short time, but it will eventually die if it is not recharged with God's gifts. 
Jesus gives us the blessings of forgiveness, eternal life, and salvation with His gifts. The Holy Spirit has promised to come to us and to sustain our faith in the Word of Christ. We receive that Word when we hear it and when we read it. We receive that Word in the waters of holy baptism. We also receive that Word by mouth as the body and blood of Jesus Himself enters us in the Lord's Supper. The Word of God promises us that the Holy Spirit will work through these gifts. We have no promise that the Holy Spirit will work in any other way. These gifts are so special that we give them a special name. We call them the means of grace. Without the means of grace, our faith will wither and fade and die. The clear point in Luke's account of the Gospel lesson today is that listening to Jesus is more important than anything else. Now, there are some who say that it would be an awful lot easier for them to have faith or to have a stronger faith if they could personally listen to Jesus. That is the reason that the Holy Spirit led St. Luke and others to write Gospels and inspired the other prophets and, and evangelists and apostles to write the rest of the Holy Scriptures so that we could listen to Jesus. Jesus does not come to us in our walks through the woods or on the beach or in our visions, or in our dreams, but in the words of His holy book, as we hear it, as we read it, as we meditate upon it. In the Gospel lesson of a couple weeks ago, Jesus Himself said, the one who hears you, hears Me, and the one who rejects you, rejects Me, and the one who rejects Me, rejects Him who sent Me. With these words, Jesus Himself promises that when we hear the faithful preaching of God's Word, we are truly listening to Him. With these words, Jesus also tells us that if we ignore faithful preaching, we do so at our own peril. There's a theological term that applies to today's Gospel. That term is Gospel imperative. Now, a gospel imperative is something that sounds like a command, but it is really something that we should want to do and wish to do. For example, a hungry family has been milling around the house for an hour or so, waiting for something to eat. Finally, the cook sticks his head out of the kitchen and hollers, come and get it! Now, strictly speaking, that sounds like a command, doesn't it? However, no one replies by saying, oh, phooey, now I have to go eat. When Jesus tells us to listen to Him, that too is a gospel imperative. As we listen to Him, the Holy Spirit strengthens our faith and we receive forgiveness, life, and salvation. We hear Jesus speak through the pastor's mouth and say, I forgive you all your sins. We are present then in the home of Mary and Martha and we hear Jesus say, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Sometimes Jesus works through the pastor's hand and mouth and says, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. At other times, Jesus works through that same hand and mouth and gives you a piece of bread and a cup of wine and says, the body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for your sins. This is the purest gospel of all, as Jesus places all of Himself with all of His forgiveness, 
comfort and love within you. This is what Jesus wants to give us, what He wants to tell us as we listen to Him, which is the most important thing that we can do. It is impossible to be a Lone Ranger Christian for very long. You can't discuss the Word of God by yourself. You certainly can't baptize yourself. You can't receive the body and blood of your Savior by yourself. Jesus Christ has created His church to be a gathering of His people who come together to receive Him and to receive His gifts of righteousness, forgiveness, life, and salvation. The Holy Spirit inspired St. Paul to write, Christ is the head of the church, His body, and is Himself its Savior. How gruesome would it be for someone to have a head and no body? Nevertheless, some people do that with Christ. They try to have Christ without the church. They try to have the head without the body. Yes, yes, the church is full of hypocrites and full of sinners, of which you and I are poster children, aren't we? Yes, it is sometimes difficult to get along. Even so, the church is a place where Jesus reveals Himself to us and showers down His gifts upon us. Let us take to heart that directive of the Holy Spirit that is given to us in the book of Hebrews. Let us not neglect to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The day does inevitably draw near. And I encourage you to continue to draw near to the Lord each week and to encourage, and to encourage the others in your lives to draw near as well. For Jesus is here for you. Jesus is here for them. Jesus is here for all who are near and who are far off to give His gifts of faith, forgiveness, life, and salvation. In His holy name, amen.